Yo, what's going on? This is Zid Raw, and welcome to Otaku Beef. Welcome back to Otaku Beef. I hope everybody is having a really good day. I am gloriously indoors and celebrating. I told you guys that I was going to be finishing up a song as my new way of doing stuff is to put stuff out frequently, often, and in your face. So I'm feeling pretty good. The, uh, the song sounds, sounds pretty good. I'm using new software. Like, I've never actually tried to master something fully in GarageBand. So I'm still kind of getting the hang of it, uh, especially on the vocals. But I think it's one of the things that I've been learning is that it's not really, it doesn't really matter what I think. Like, I can like the greatest song in the world, but if nobody else happens to like that song, it doesn't really matter much in the grand scheme of projection, you know? Um, But, so that's why it's more like, all right, it's more about putting out the volume and a lot of quantity, kind of to improve the technique and to just share as much of myself with you guys as possible. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. The last time I made, like, I put out, like, my mixtape, it was a long process where I did stuff, redid stuff, listened to it for weeks, redid it. You know, typical the way you do it, trying to make sure the songs go together in concert. And it came out and it was pretty decent. And uh, I'm pretty proud of it. I think it was mostly, mostly good. But obviously, no crazy impact or anything like that. I'm talking about Vainglorious. It's on my SoundCloud, which is SoundCloud forward slash ZidRaw. That was the last mixtape I put out, which it came out pretty good. I got some help with some friends and stuff. But now I'm trying something different. So I woke up this morning. I finished up what I had uh, worked on yesterday. And I spent about a, about a week-ish on this song and I think that's what I'm gonna do is a new song every week and then random beats here and there so if I don't put any random beats out that's because I'm making some beats for some other people um, which is the case probably gonna be the case this next week so this is the first this is the first one and uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna drop it inside so it'll be uh, it'll be on all of the streaming programs as well as on SoundCloud and on YouTube kind of try something a little bit, a little bit different. So hopefully you guys like it. I'm calling it I'm Honored Infinity and I've been listening to it for a while now. So I have producer's ears and it keeps coming out, keeps coming across as kind of like the same way and the same thing. Uh, What else, what else was going on? I got to do one more thing. Um, Oh yeah, that's what it was. So this morning... I woke up and I realized I hadn't published the podcast for yesterday. And I was like, shoot, I'm going to have to do it like right now. The problem being that the podcast lasts for only 24 hours. And yesterday I was up pretty damn early. Uh, So when I recorded some of the first stuff, when I recorded the intro to kind of get things off, kick things off. Uh, it was early in the morning, so when I woke up today, that intro part is gone. Gone to the, for the ethers, gone forever. So I was like, oh man, you know, so I fucked up a little bit with there, because I try, I thought I was going to record some more segments, but I was working on the song. So 
I ended up not exporting it to a podcast app, but I did grab a good chunk of it. So you can still hear the Superman, uh, Man of Steel, why I think it doesn't work as a, as a story. You can hear uh, some of my thoughts about some of the trailers, including Ready Player One for um, Comic-Con. And then just, you know, my thoughts on Scumfuck Flower Boy, which I feel is Tyler Creator's best album. Um, so in addition to that, the homie from the uh, X Overwatch podcast, he came up with a really, really dope idea, which I, I kind of want to implement. Um, but I'm just going to let you guys tell. I'm going to let him tell it himself, and then we'll jump right into it. Yeah, beep. Yo, what's up, Otaku? Hey, I was wondering if you wanted to uh, maybe share some of your freestyling sometime, maybe on, on the radio. That'd be really cool. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big hip-hop fan myself. Uh, I also beatbox, so... Uh, there's that, but I think it'd be a cool medium to just show some of your freestyling, and forgive me if you've already done so, but uh, that'd be pretty, pretty cool to see. I feel like a shadow dancer. I caught cancer standing out the landfill You don't know I had the answers I'm not sway, but I do this all day I don't think about repetition I just know that I'm in position Or like a mathematician mixed with a magician I'm explosive, yeah I'm an explosive I don't drive no testerosas Desert Rosa, eating over rap roses The chips are better, the flow of tree keeps it steady What you know is nothing but can't figure out like Bad for ready, no I'm not Getty, eating my spaghetti, I am never ready, I do this already, you know that I don't eat cook confetti, you don't even toss it, you are at a loss, the lost list man without a cause, call me the boss, call me because I'm in charge, standing at the top of the cars, you are looking fogged, what you know about my situation, call my dogs, D to the A-W-G is very great, my name is Zid Rake, I am like the badass actor You know that you can't call me with the laughter No one tells you about my fidipity Run on, you know that you can't know about my utility You wrong, everything I say is like a new song You cannot stop when you think about the words I write them, construct them with swords I'm excited, burst in the whores What we do is so outlandish You don't understand Spanglish But even know Spanish Retroactive, the best captive You know I don't outlast it I'll just steady rapping You know how Meowth did Team Rock escapes to the stratosphere And I'm feeling like grinning from ear to ear Riding up on a lid You know I the whole world is very clear too many times these outlandish rhymes They telling you about ridiculous fine My fine art state of mind Which means I'm just a champion and out of time These are freestyle rhymes No writings are allowed But I'm inclined to throw one in But I won't Alright, let's see what else we got <laughs> Zid Raw Alright, this is a little bit more chill Let me see one foot on meteorites, the other on planet at night. You cannot figure out I'm a delight. Eating my delights on my fry. Figure out that I am very nice. Yes, I'm very nice. And I see the MC made of ice. I am inspired. Fuck your sword, I'm a dragon knight. I will blast you with my hyper beam. It has caught. 
cars, but it makes big likes, yeah, and I know I can't be finished, what I do is not for the winners, yeah, I'm not Danish, I'm Finnish, check my flag when it waves in the wind, it's more than you can stand, it's better than those who are outlandish, I am not dangerous, but you cannot fuck with this damage, blast by the hammocks, I don't make you relax, you gotta get your drum tracks for these big raps, yeah, my name is Zid, to the rapture, do it without the pain people you can't capture blessed by the whole situation no statements i'm just sitting here waving feeling graping uh no more aphids running like the tiny little ants you won't take this like the whole <laughs> yeah yeah hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on, hold on. musically i'm a best i'm obsessed by the same fucking sets yeah I've been writing these rhymes and lately I've been obsessed Cause I know I'm not here to be the best I am just wanted to be the one that spreads knowledge like seeds You can't tell me that I don't bleed What I do is something that people exceed You can't know about me unless I believe Yeah! Yo, 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 that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good <laughs> So yeah, I love freestyling Freestyling is hard, it's a skill And I think it's very worthwhile. So this is a call out to everybody. I really wanted to do something like this on here. And I think, I think, uh, uh, the homie at XR pod, XR overwatch podcast knows what he's talking about. I think on Fridays, let's do like a cypher, like a Friday cypher freestyle Fridays. You know what I mean? I'll kick things off. And then anybody who sends me any of their uh, one minute freestyles, do it over a beat, do it a cappella, or if you beatbox, <laughs> send that in. Ooh, if you send me the beatbox, I'll record it and then I'll do a freestyle over it and I'll play it on here. That'd be fire, yeah? Happy Friday. Damn, I'm off. <laughs> Yo, what's going on? This is Zid Raw with otaku beef i think i just lost the intro to this next segment that i just recorded so i'm just gonna do it again excuse my little moment of frustration in the fact that (laughs) i thought it was pretty solid um and i really filled up the clip but it's 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 cool you know shit happens and uh we just kind of keep pushing forward so I don't remember what I was initially talking about at all. I just know that if you're listening live, Absol just played, and that's one of my favorite albums from last year. He's really great in concert. He tours with um, uh, one girl who I think does grime hip hop. She's from the UK. She's really, really good. And I thought that um, I thought that he put on one of the better performances, like playing songs I didn't expect him to play at concert, stuff like that. So, that, that was that. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Solo for, uh, for his great, great work of art. So what I'm doing is I'm kind of getting set up because now that I've kind of uh, finished working on the song, before I'm working on the cover, or I work on the cover art, I'm gonna have a little bit of chill time and uh, since I can't just have chill time, I always think about work and doing something for uh, getting something done, putting up something, a show, a podcast, working on music, blah, 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 blah. You guys are going to chill with me while I watch through Star Wars Rogue One. Now, here's, here's the kicker. Uh, I haven't seen Rogue One since 
la- when it originally came out around Christmas time. Saw so it with my mom, my dad. My dad's a huge sci-fi, uh, sci-fi nerd. That's where I get it from. And we saw that in theaters. And I remember it being like kind of lackluster, like... This is a really good movie, right? Like I, I rated it a B. I rated it a B out on like a grading scale, right? Basic standard American grading scale, B. It was good, but there was moments where I felt like it was missing something. It was lackluster, whatever. But so far I've only watched the first little chunk and it doesn't feel weird or lackluster for me yet. I thought it was, the beginning part was rushed where we're jumping from planets to planets. It doesn't feel rushed. It just felt like it was just going smoothly. So, another thing. I'm going to spoil... Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. This is spoiler talk for Rogue One. If you haven't seen it, please tune out. I don't want you to get the movie ruined. You know, or if you haven't seen it, or you don't... If you, if you, if you don't care, then obviously you don't care if you're spoiled. Cool. But if you do care, I'm going to say... I'm going to spoil this. We're going to do like a dissection of the entirety of uh, the movie while I watch it. And you know, it's fun for me. Um, I thought that when I first watched it, something was missing. And I I still think there's a little bit of elements, but I don't know it has to do with the storytelling. I think it may just be character moments where the characters on the side surrounding the main characters are far more interesting than the main character. I don't really recall the main character of this movie beyond uh, like, like I do Ray or like I do Poe Dameron, like those characters feel, and Finn, those characters feel very real. And these characters almost feel like they're lost a little bit in the shuffle. Um, I didn't notice the crazy CGI of Grand Moff Tarkin the first time I watched it, but this time I really noticed. I was like, holy shit. It's like watching a little piece inside of a video game be pulled out and plopped in this movie. Uh, it's distracting. But so far, like, the only things that are holding this from being, like, in the AA range is the music feels um, not so memorable, but that's because someone had to jump on when they're already, like, three minutes, months into filming and they had to rush through making a score. So that's why it feels kind of non-impactful. And um, the main characters are a little bit, little bit thin so far. Now everything else, the pacing I thought was was too fast is not fast. It's just moving out of right speed. The 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 setting. This is what Valerian, the people who made Valerian, need to understand that what makes something spectacular is that it's spectacular but real. This land where she's born in with Miles Ma, uh, Madkinson, it feels realistic. It's dirty. It's grimy. People have been living there. So this is just to start things off. I'm going to watch some more and then we'll dissect the whole film. All right. So I paused it after the major scene through uh, the marketplace where Donnie Yen does his shit. And obviously you got to stop and talk about Donnie Yen because... Donnie Yen is exactly what's missing from American martial arts, and that's speed of execution. In a lot of American action movies, the lead martial artists, they don't quite capture the magic of how to make it look good because we have this sense that we want them to look good first 
and then train the good-looking people to be the martial artists. But really, we should be looking for martial artists and then show them how to present themselves so they look their best. Donnie Yen is one of those dudes. He he made the movie Ip Man, Ip Man 2, Ip Man 3, and like Return of Ip Man or something like that. And Ip Man is amazing. I still need to watch the others. But he just, his the way he presents his skill, it's so just precise and sharp and eloquent. Now, putting him in Star Wars might have been the smartest thing they've done for action fans because seeing him in that wide shot, once again, spoiler, spoilers, seeing Donnie Yen take out like a whole group of stormtroopers with a staff as opposed to blaster or lightsaber, just being a really good warrior. His character, he gets all the cool lines. He gets all the cool moments. He had that funny moment where they were blindfolding everybody. They coat a bag over their head to take them back to Saul Guerrero's um, location. And he was like, are you kidding me? I'm blind, you know, the best he could in his, um, with the, his non-American accent. And speaking of which, isn't it funny how in Star Wars... Every human only has an American accent or a British accent or some um, uh, cum, some uh, version of that. This may be the first one where they have like Asian accents. Like why would those accents be the only ones to be in this galaxy far, far away? So it's cool seeing Donnie Yen and it's cool seeing um, dude his name I'm going to forget. But he plays um, Genghis Khan's descendant in that terrible show Marco Polo and he also is Wong in uh, Doctor Strange Benedict what's his name not Benedict Cumberbatch shit what's his name it's gonna drive me nuts I'll IMDB it actually I'm gonna IMDB it right now because I have the technology (laughs) and then we can pull up his name Um, in addition to that so Star Wars Rogue Galaxy Star Wars a rogue a Rogue One, a Star Wars story, is has this 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 battle scene in the middle of like a street of um, civilians, almost like they're in some sort of Arab nation. You know, you get this beautiful zoom in, tall, massive shots of this like city, almost inside this like on top of a mesa, in the, surrounded by desert. But it's like a bustling industry, but there's a lot of lived-in property. There's people working, and the streets look like basically Benghazi. So you get the uh, the military marching down the street in time with their tank, and all of a sudden you see the rebels up top being like, oh, no, 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 talking their headsets, and then they throw a bomb, and then there's explosions and gunfire. Cool. Secondly, um, What's interesting about it is that it almost like pretty clearly like a um, a commentary on our military and how they may look. We may look like to other people uh, on the other side of the world. But it was just very nice that they took some imagery from real life to further anchor us in the story. Um, but yeah, I think this is I think this is where the movie starts to really pick up. I, I really love that scene with Donnie Yen. I think that's one of the best things that we've seen action-wise in any Star Wars movie ever, and I hope we get more of this. Um, So we're getting episode 18, or episode 8 next, 
And then I think we get the Han Solo movie after that. So yeah, this is some good shit. I'm <laughs> I'm having uh, such a great time. Star Wars has a big memory in my heart, as I'm sure it does in a lot of you guys. But hang tight. I'm gonna watch some more, and then I'll talk some more. Uh, you know, otaku beef, Zid Raw. Yeah. What's going on? Welcome back to Otaku Beef. I'm Zid Raw. Thank you guys for listening to this Rogue One dissection, reaction, observational series. Um, so I just paused it at the part where they just gave the backstory where Jyn Erso got the hologram from her father. Oh, oh, and it was Benedict. It was Benedict Wong. Just had to get that out. <laughs> so she got the hologram from her father. And um, he tells her about the Death Star. How there's like... Um, how there's like a, a lot of like... What do you call it? He built in the back entry and blah, blah, blah. I thought I was going to be wrong. Because I felt like... There was something missing in this movie, but I don't think I don't think I am. I think I'm so far. I was about to bump the grade up a little bit to like a B plus, A minus, but I'm keeping it at B now after that. Those few scenes, the 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 backstory, the the explanation. What is it? Exhibition. Well, you know the term where you're explaining backstory and your exp- exposition scenes. They were so dry. Man, were they dry. In episode seven, when they go to the uh, to the cantina and Maz is there and she's meeting new characters and she's explaining things. It's vibrant, it's colorful, it's unique, it's interesting, even though it's the same as what we saw in the previous movie in uh, episode four, it's still a cantina, it's still random characters, but when she's explaining to Ray different things throughout, you're pulled in. In this movie, the characters aren't strong enough really to sustain much exposition. So as a result, I found myself tuning out, um, kind of pulling back when we get back to the bad guys. But for the most part, I was just kind of like, okay, when are we going to get to more action? That's the movie's problem. The, 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 the quiet moments aren't as compelling as the loud moments. And that's what makes a great movie great, is that in those quiet moments, um, you get kind of like the quality of those like super, super beautiful loud moments in the quiet spaces. When um, Darth Vader and Grand Moth Tolkien are at a conference table with a bunch of uh, a bunch of people and they're having this communication back and forth of no you will do what I say and Vader you're on your last rope these is a quiet moment but they were able to add intensity that wasn't over the top there's just enough tension just enough drama to really push things forward so now we're about to go into the mission section of the movie and I don't care and I should I should really really care about who these people are by now what do they really want who are they really because I think that's kind of the mark of when uh, 
a film becomes more than just, it's more than just something you're watching, it's something you're invested in. So that's kind of what I was waiting for, and I don't think this movie is really going to give it to us. So I think that B grade that my initial reaction kind of sticks, but for slightly different reasons. Um, in addition to that, uh, her reunion with Forrest Whitaker was kind of weak. I don't really feel the relationship, and part that's partly because we never experienced the relationship of them growing up. We never got to see her taken away, and that was all exposition, where he was like, you were the best soldier in my army, which is tell, don't show, which is no-no. Then he was like, oh, you left me, and he was like, you were six, she was like, I was only 16, and he's like, no, I did it for you, and if we had been shown that, it would have served us better seeing that than half of this prison stuff. Show us that, then show us the separation again, the heartbreak, how she's down, and then move on to the mission. Because telling us that tells us the information, but it doesn't make us care about the information. And that's what showing ver don't, show don't tell means when it comes to story, storytelling. Um, so I'm going to go and do the next thing, watch some more, and I'll come back. Thanks for listening. I love you guys. This is Rogue One, a dissection, spoiler heavy, love. Yo, what's going on? This is Zid Raw back again. We're still watching the Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and I'm kind of pausing it in between while I'm doing some work. And I have to say, um, Darth Vader steals every scene. He steals the movie. And it's not just nostalgia. It's the way that he's like written, the way that he's presented. He just... He just dominates this whole thing. So we're at the midway point of the movie, and we've just gotten to the part where everything's gotten real. And once again, spoilers for Rogue One, the Star Wars story. This is very spoiler-filled. I'm going to be talking about all the little bits and pieces, things that were cool, things that were not. If this is not a fan of this, keep skipping ahead until we get to the different topics for later on. But for now, uh, I just ended it after Darth Vader made his first uh, joke, where... He comes, he steps out of mist. Like, well, okay. The lead up to this is where the bad guy lives is brilliant. I'm assuming it's Mustafa because it's like a lightning planet. You see this ship hover over the surface towards there and the planet is just black, desolate. You see cracks of lava bubbling up and spraying out in these geysers. And then sitting right over the center of the lava is this tall black spiny tower that is how you set up a scene in terms of an establishing shot that's kind of what i'm talking about star wars just has a way of really getting us with the establishing shots because they have an ability to play even more so than your average movie like an establishing shot in say a detective story has to be the, a city, landscape, location. True Detective expanded it by having these very broad and giant helicopter uh, scenes. But I don't really know if a lot of other movies are as good as this. Star Wars can do a little bit extra. They can do, because you're expecting something grand and fantastic, they can kind of go to town on their CGI. And the real accomplishment, I'm actually looking at 
the neck the establishing shot for the next scene it looks like towering pyramids three of them a forest filled with mist uh, during a sunrise it's crazy but it tells you about the tone and temperament of the upcoming scene that's what it's supposed to do so they set up the scene for Darth Vader perfectly and then it's dark and ominous he's someone not to be messed with which is clear from how everyone is deferring to him how one of his servants in a black robe bends the knee and says the senator is here to see you the senator guy doesn't care and he keeps pushing you'll tell the emperor that I did this and you'll tell the emperor that and he's pushy and because we recognize the nostalgia of how powerful he is and we're reminded in the visuals of how powerful Darth Vader is it increases the tension until uh, uh, he chokes him and he says be careful you don't choke on your ambitions brilliant scene uh, before that, we had the, uh, the death of, and once again, spoiler, spoilers, we had the death of his, of uh, Jane Erso's father, and that almost pushes things to be a little bit more grounded. The acting gets a little bit better. We know a little bit more about the world. We still don't really know about her character. It's kind of weird. All of her and... The, um, the captain, I can't even remember his name, isn't that funny? The captain's character, it's just people telling us what they did. And there's no showing, like, I don't get why he's the captain. Why, why is he the captain and not some other guy? He has the most lines, but the, he's not doing, does he have the most actions? That's the question. We saw one little espionage thing, but that could have been by just your standard average everyday spy. So, I see this and I'm just like, this doesn't quite... These characters aren't quite built to sustain this framework to the extent as they should be. They're not thin, but they're not as deep as they need to be because this is a massive world and a massive story. So that's kind of how it feels. I thought the death of her father was handled pretty good. I love how she gets blasted off the platform and she still has to hang off the edge because you can't have an action movie without someone dangling over an edge. <laughs> it's mandatory. I appreciate you guys listening along with the Rogue One discussion. So, to cap things off, let's go ahead and end the Rogue One insights because I want to move on to one more very important topic. So, I think I'm going to stick with the B grade. To end it, it gets super exciting at points, but the main characters, they just don't, they, they can't pull the weight of the story because they didn't take the time to really fully express, I guess their full, uh, what do you call it? To fully express their full um, backstory, who they are, why we should care about them. They did cool stuff, but that only matters if we think that they're cool people. I mean, that's one of the things that boils down to uh, just good storytelling and why we care about a lot of shows on television that are well done. That's why we care about The Office. This is why we care about Breaking Bad. Because we care about the characters because they're relatable in some aspect. I'm not saying that they're good people. But we care about them. We want them to win. We want other characters to lose. These guys, I didn't really care that much about whether they won or lose. I felt more sadness at... Um, 
the uh, the droid when he his demise was that made me feel sad when Donnie Yen went down when um, Benedict Wong went down those characters were very well fleshed out for side characters and the main characters weren't really even that well fleshed out for side characters um Darth Vader obviously stole the whole fucking movie that last like three minutes his attack trying to hunt down the information before they get it to Princess Leia was just phenomenal it was the it was the Darth Vader that we've always kind of imagined and how he would go into these different locations throughout the galaxy and just strike fear and terror and he was an unstoppable force he was like a force of nature as opposed to just an individual so yeah i i really i really enjoyed rewatching it but it doesn't it didn't grab me the same way episode 7 did and i think that's really its only weakness otherwise it was a really good action movie uh with pretty decent music pretty good acting um the main bad guy was really really strong I'm having a terrible time remembering their names, though. And I think that that just kind of comes down to the character. Like, if I watch so many other movies, so many other stories, so many books, anime, manga, and it's not hard to remember their names, but in Rogue One, I can't remember what they're called. Isn't that weird? I think that that may be a byproduct of how the characters are portrayed, how we kind of get a little bit of who they are, how their names are kind of used, but they're not easy to remember names. Like, it's just kind of strange to me, but it's like the music. The music, it's like, I know it was there, I know it was pretty good, but it was ultimately forgettable. And I think that kind of sums up the entirety of how I felt about about this movie. Very beautiful, great to look at, great to listen to, great to watch, but didn't have any hooks that it could place in you to make other than Darth Vader scenes which you want to watch again and again and again. So it's like I want to lift those scenes out or I want to implant stronger protagonists into the movie to kind of, or stronger antagonists to match how cool it was seeing Darth Vader on that scale and that level. And does Darth Vader just hang out in like these giant tubes like of water, like steam water? Is he like taking steam baths all the time? (laughs) Like you remember in uh, Empire when he was like in that giant ball and he's just chilling. Like, does he get like Wi-Fi in there? Anyway, so that's basically what I feel about that movie. Um, Rogue One, Star Wars story. That's gonna be my uh, dissection deep dive. I thank you guys for listening to this. Don't forget to um, don't forget to listen, call in, tell me what you think about this particular Star Wars story. I always love you guys' opinions. Whatever you want to tell me, if you guys want to uh, tell me about how you felt. Uh, call in and then we'll play it on the show this movie really felt like a video game felt like a really good like battlefield or star wars rpg video game uh i'm gonna stick with my b grade holler to them all right thank you guys as always for listening to this um we're gonna cut this one off right now because i want to jump into the next topic i don't want them to be in the same podcast The next one, I'm going to be talking Game of Thrones. The episode just ended. I want to really get into it and talk about what really happened. uh, Because obviously, Game of Thrones is insane. Love that show. So, 
Let me do my sign off. I am gonna say this. I told you guys I was gonna finish my uh, my song. This is my my song a week challenge that I'm setting for myself. Uh, I uploaded it earlier today, so it is on SoundCloud. If you want to listen to it on SoundCloud, um, but I'm trying something new. I'm 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 putting it up uh, on all the streaming services on iTunes, and uh, what they have to do is. Uh, so a friend of mine told me that if you upload your music onto CD Baby, it ends up in on channels. And I've kind of tested this. So his, his, he has an album up on uh, iTunes, on uh, Spotify, blah, blah, blah. He goes by Dirt Mill, D-I-R-T-M-I-L-L. Pretty, pretty, pretty dope producer. Good rapper. Um, just a very cool guy. So if you want, check out his stuff too. He's... Um, really meticulous in how he does things he understands the craft really well so he was telling me that by putting it up on an aggregate site they'll do they'll distribute it for you and put it up on multiple locations which is kind of what I want to do so I'm testing this out I'm putting it up there and I think it's gonna take one to two days maybe for it to appear on all channels I'll let you guys know once it's officially up but the song is called I'm Honored Infinity, and uh, it came out pretty good. Uh, I obviously still have work I have to do. I'm not as familiar with the uh, mastering on band on GarageBand, though I was able to do a lot more than I was expect anticipating. And um, I'm used to other programs, but I'm actually kind of getting away from GarageBand too because my cousin's having me use these other programs, which I'll tell you about later once I get a little bit better handle on it. But I think it came out pretty good. I was able to get uh, decent enough um, polish on the vocals that I that I listened to. They're a little they're a little more in in your face, uh, but they sound so good in head in, in the headphones. They sound pretty good in speakers. So yeah, this is this is me just being new to this, trying this out. I would love it if you guys listen to it. If you, when it comes up on Tidal, on Spotify, on Pandora, check it out, and check it out on those platforms too. I'm gonna remind you guys later, just so you can kind of like see, and you can let me know. Hey, I heard it on this channel. It sounded pretty good. Blah blah blah. Push me towards being uh, putting out better product, because uh, I think that's what it's all about. We're all just like a community. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all in this together whereas we all try to create and put ourselves out and everything so I'm really excited about it um, so yeah I just wanted to tell you guys that that came out I'm happy uh, everything went out well I met my goal for the week so I'm giving myself my own little pat on the back uh, in addition to that I'm going to um, I'm just gonna direct you to my other stuff Instagram is really going going good I'm having so much fun on there Find me at Zidraw the Wizard. Uh, Snapchat, I'm about to go crazy on Snapchat. I'm not even joking. Uh, I'm Zidraw on Snapchat. And on Twitter, the Zidraw, you know? Uh, that seems to be where I'm best. I'm messing around with this other app called Hear Me Out. It's voice. I like talking. Uh, and I like speaking. I put some freestyles up on there too. But yeah, just check me out. I'm going to be checking out you guys' stuff too because I. I work a long ass job during the during the week, like most of us do. So, uh, put me on your podcast, your stuff, your music. Let me know. I can't wait. 
So yeah, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put a button on this one. I'm gonna upload it, and then we're gonna jump right into the Game of Thrones talk. Uh, season seven, episode two, Thrones, y'all.